Welcome to another inspiring message recorded at Thrive Church, a church passionate about moving people towards Jesus. Greetings, Thrive Church. My name is Pindima Tebula. I am so honored and excited that I get to share the word of the Lord with you on this day. Before we get to the business of the day, may I take this time and thank God for the friends Chris and I have in your pastors, Byron and Candice. We just want to say we love you so much. We appreciate your friendship and we pray may the good God continue to bless you as you continue to lead and serve his people. Pastor Steve and Kathy, we just want to say God bless you. We appreciate you and we are praying for you that may you grow in wisdom as you continue to advance in age. As we all know, today is the 9th of August. It is a woman's day, a day set, as, set apart to celebrate womanhood. I therefore take this time just to join the entire nation to, all the, to say to all the women, young and old, who are joining us online to say happy Women's Day. May you enjoy this, your special day. And I know as much as it's Women's Day, some of you would expect me just to speak specifically to women, but I'm going to minister to each and every one of us, the males included in this. In view of all the challenges that we are faced with globally and as a nation as well, I saw it proper for me to speak to you on this subject, God's unlimited power. When you look at the word unlimited, unlimited means without end, unrestrained, immeasurable, and boundless. May we realize even on this day that our God is unlimited in his existence. He is unrestrained in his supremacy. He is immeasurable in his capacity, in his knowledge, in his wisdom, in his compassion, love, and grace. It is such an honor for us to be known as children of this mighty and unlimited God that we have. But I've actually realized that our limited minds, they tend to fail us in that we cannot understand, you know, this unlimited God in his fullness. And may we realize that we can never understand the vastness, the greatness, the might, and the power of God solely by relying upon our limited minds. And when we speak of God's unlimited power, this power is often revealed in the creation that he has made. When you look around, you look at all humanity and the creation of God, the mountains, the seas, the stars, the moon and the sun. You see that indeed this God, he is unlimited in his might and in his wisdom. But also you see God's unlimited power revealed through the miracles that God performs for his children. And I know there are some of us even this day who are saying, oh, that the Lord could just come in his might and in his power and give me this miracle that I need even during this season in my life. What I've actually realized with miracles is that all miracles have 
one thing in common. They begin with a problem. And the greater the problem, the greater the miracle. So if you are like one of us this day and you have a problem, may you realize that you are a good candidate for the miracle of God to happen in your life. So be encouraged that God sees you and God is about to move on your behalf. Can we go to the scripture reading? We're going to read from the book of Exodus chapter 14 from verse 10 to 14. Exodus 14 from verse 10 to verse 14. When we are about to read, you actually realize that God has brought Israel out of the land of slavery, Egypt. And now he has commanded them to camp by the sea. And as they were camping by the sea, the Bible reads from verse 10. And when Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted their eyes and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. So they were very afraid and the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. Verse 11, then they said to Moses, because there were no graves in Egypt, have you taken us away to die in this wilderness? Why have you so dealt with us to bring us up out of Egypt? Verse 12, is this not the way that we told you in Egypt saying, let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians? Can we just pause there? If you know scripture very well, you actually realize that what the Israelites were saying to Moses was untrue. The Bible says when they were suffering in the land of slavery, Egypt, they cried out to God. They couldn't wait for God to emancipate them, to give them the freedom that they needed from the Egyptians. But here they are saying, didn't you hear us when you said, do not take us here from Egypt? And when you continue to read verse 12, it says, for it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians that, than that we should die in the wilderness. And verse 13, and Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. And I want us to look at the emphasis of what the word of the Lord is saying about the Egyptians. Moses says to them, for the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. This is the New King James Version. And I think it would have made sense to you and I, even when, you know, the, the scripture was just saying, the, the Egyptians you see today, you shall see no more. Verse 14, Moses says, the Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. And just a few observations from the, the, the scripture we just read. We actually realize that Israel has just been miraculously brought out of slavery. And they were by the sea as the Lord has instructed them. The second thing we need to observe is that their enemy or their enemies approached them suddenly. They were not expecting Pharaoh with his army. 
to come after them. That is why the Bible says when they lifted up their eyes, they saw the Egyptians' army, and they were so, so afraid. And the third observation that we need to make is that they were entirely unprepared to fight this vast army because they were just slaves. All that they were familiar with was slavery. They had no military training. They had no, no, no weapons to fight this vast army with. So they were completely unprepared. But the beautiful thing that I like, the Bible says they cried out to God. And I believe many a times the Lord expects us to cry out to him when we are faced with overwhelming difficulties, when we are faced with circumstances that are beyond our power and control. We need to plead the mercies of God, cry out to God for his favor and his intervention. But the sad thing is that, you know, that plea or that short prayer was short-lived. As much as they cried out to God, the fifth observation is that they also complained against Moses. And they said, why did you bring us here to die in this wilderness? And can we contrast their response to that of Moses? Moses did not panic. And neither did he pay attention to their complaints. But with noble courage and confidence, the Bible says, he said unto them, do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. The Egyptians that you see today, the calamity that you see today, the overwhelming difficulties that you have today, you shall see again no more forever. And I prophesy that this is what the Lord is going to do in your lives even this day. And maybe you are there, you are asking, how then do I tap in to this unlimited power of God? And I want us to look at three things that we can do for us to experience the power of God, even in our circumstances, even in our difficulties, even in our sickness, even in our loss, even in whatever that we are faced with as God's people. The first thing that we need to do, borrowing from the words of Moses, he said to them, do not be afraid. And this is what I am saying to all of us. Do not be afraid. Be fearless. As much as fear is a natural response to sudden and overwhelming difficulties, we need not allow it to linger longer. We need not entertain fear. Some of us, as much as we feel that the, the fear in our hearts, we allow it to remain longer than it is needed in our hearts. That is why I'm saying you shouldn't allow fear to linger longer in your life. Because fear, fear would cause you to see things that are non-existent. Fear will cause you to see graves where there are no graves. But when you respond in faith, to whatever overwhelming difficulty you are faced with, you were able to see the power and the might of God 
with you, even there and there in your circumstances. That is why one person said, life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you respond to it. And my question to you this, this day is how are you responding to those difficulties, to that calamity, to that adversity that you are faced with? And one way of, of stopping fear in its tracks is when you realize who you are with. I'm not sure if you've ever met a guy who seemed to be shy, who seemed to be soft-spoken, who seemed to be reserved. And then you meet them again when they are with someone. And it's as if this is a different person. Because on this instance, because of the person they are with, they begin to speak anyhow. They begin to show and exude such confidence. And you wonder what changed. Nothing changed. The only difference is that that particular person is with someone that they trust. And can I say unto you, it depends who is with you. Can I remind you that God, the creator of the heavens and the earth, is with you. God, the creator of the universe, is with you. Not only is he with you, but he is for you. The Bible declares he is mighty to save. He is mighty to deliver. Nothing is too difficult for him. So if you realize that this very same God, who is the creator of all, is my father, is with me, then you are well able to stand and face whoever is coming after you head on. For you understand, greater is he that is with me than the one who's against me. And the other thing that, that stops fear in his tracks is when you understand whose you are. Not only are you a, 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 a born-again believer, but you are a child of God, the beloved of God. And you know, even with your own child, when your child is in, in, in his face with challenges, you come to their rescue because that is your child. That is why David says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for he is with me. May you realize, child of God, even though you are faced with calamities, even though you are faced with overwhelming difficulties, the Lord is with you. Therefore, you need not fear. And in Psalms 46, from verse 1 to 2, David says, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Realize that God is with you and he is an ever-present help right there in your trouble. Therefore, fear not, child of God. So the second thing, we stand firm in the faith. We hold tight to our convictions. We are resolute. We do not throw away our confident trust in God because of the circumstances and the situations that we are faced with. We do not throw our confident trust in God. We are well able to stand in faith because we know that our God is well able to deliver. He's well able to save. 
One man once said, you must be able to stand in faith before you can walk in faith. Therefore, we are able to stand in faith because we know whose we are. Realize that the Bible says when Israel saw the Egyptians pursuing them, they gave into fear. They did not stand in the faith. Neither did they stand on the promises that God had given them. When God spoke to them, he said he's taking them out of the land of slavery, not into the wilderness to die there. But God says, said, I am taking you out of Egypt into the land of Canaan, the land that is flowing with milk and honey. I believe Israel was just supposed to look around and say, is this Canaan? Is there milk? Is there honey? And if they saw that this was just the wilderness, they would have rejoiced to realize that we are not going to die here because the Lord didn't say he's carrying us out of Egypt to let us die in the wilderness, but he's taking us to Canaan. And some of us, that's what we need to do even on this day, to stand upon the promises of the Lord. Some of us, we know what the scripture says. The Bible says the Lord watches over his word to perform it. The Lord can never lie. The Lord, it is impossible for him to lie as our God. And as he has promised, he shall definitely fulfill those promises. So we need to stand upon the word of the Lord. We stand upon his promises. And can I just encourage all of us, if ever there was a time we needed to just study the word of the Lord more and more, just to fall in love with the word of the Lord more and more, it is now. Because when you know the word of the Lord, you are well able to stand even in the face of difficulties and begin to speak words of life to your circumstances, to your situation, because you are full of the word. May we be men and women who are full of the word. May we be young men and young women who are filled with the word of the Lord so that we may stand against whatever the enemy is bringing along our way. The Bible declares greater peace have those who love your law and nothing can make them stumble because they are well able to stand firm. You cannot stumble when you are standing firm upon the word of the Lord. Not only are you standing firm upon it, but you embrace it and you love it. And the last thing, we need to see the salvation of the Lord. We need to change our view, our viewpoint. You know, some of us, the reason why we tend to miss the things that are happening behind us is because of where we are standing and where we are focused on. But this day, I am challenging you, change your viewpoint. Take a different, you know, viewpoint so that you may be able to see the beauty of the Lord, the presence of the Lord, the salvation of the Lord. The Bible says Israel lifted her eyes and she saw the, 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 the Egyptians coming before her and she began to be afraid. But I believe Moses, because of his viewpoint, he lifted up his eyes. He saw the pillar of cloud and he saw the angel of God who was going before them. Therefore, he was able to be courageous and he was able to say to all Israel, listen, do not be afraid. Stand still 
and see the salvation of the Lord because he realized that God's power was, was with them. May you realize even this day that God's power is with you. The Bible says greater is he that lives within you, that lives within us than the one who's in the world. Therefore stand and see the salvation of the Lord. Do not lose perspective, child of God. Realize that God has done a number of things for you in the past. And the very same God who wrought miracles for you yesterday, he can still bring a miracle for you today. Just remember the blessings of the past. Just remember the victories of the past. Just begin to count your blessings today and say to yourself, the God who was with me, yesterday. He's the God who is with me today. He's the God who's going to be with me tomorrow. The Bible says he doesn't change. He remains forever and ever the same. And when you read in the book of Exodus, the Bible says, Exodus 14, 19, then the angel of the Lord who, who had been traveling in front of Israel, uh, Israel's army withdrew and went behind them. The pillar of cloud also moved from in front and stood behind them. That is why Moses was courageous, because he knew that they were not alone. So be persuaded, even this day, that the Lord, God, will continue to fight for you. He would continue to show himself mighty and strong on your behalf. And when you read, as we close, in the book of Exodus 14, verse 30 to 31, the Bible says, So the Lord saved Israel that day out of the hand of the Egyptians. And Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. Thus Israel saw the great work which the Lord has done in Egypt. So the people feared the Lord and believed the Lord and his servant Moses. And I believe the Lord still performs miracles even this day. And he would want you to just stand, look at whatever you are faced with, and do not fear. Stand firm in the faith. Change your perspective and see the salvation of the Lord. But like we all know, it begins with Christ Jesus. Maybe you are joining us online even this day, but you do not have a relationship with Christ Jesus. He is not the Lord of your life. Can I take this opportunity and invite you that you should invite Christ Jesus to come into your heart and be the Lord and Savior of your life so that you may tap into the fullness of this God who is the creator of the heavens and the earth. And maybe you are there at home and you are watching you know, through that screen and you are saying, indeed, I want to have a relationship with the creator of the heavens and the earth. Can you close your eyes as I lead you through this prayer? Please pray after me. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for your word. Thank you for your love. Thank you for the courage that you have brought in my heart. This morning, I open up to you and I say, come and be the Lord and Savior of my life. Forgive me of my sins and lead me in the path of righteousness for your name's sake. Thank you for saving my life in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. 
I hope you are encouraged, Thrive Church. Thank you so much for taking time to listen to the word of the Lord. May the good God continue to bless you. Thank you so much, Pastor Bayron. Thank you, Pastor Candice. We love you and we appreciate you. God bless you. We hope you have been blessed and helped by this message. For more information about our church, visit our website at www.thrivechurch.co.za.